Hello, friendos. Toast name is Chad Dukes. And I am burdened with glorious purpose. It's the Chad Dukes Radio Show. It's not Free FM. So give Chad a call. Here's the number. 385-645-5375. It's Miller time. What is that, Lil? Twelve hands in a row? Dukes, you son of a bitch. Nobody's that lucky. Now here's your host, the big silly. Chad Dukes. Charlie Hotel. Alpha. Delta. Yeah, Dukes. Dig it. Serve for the grace of God. Go with me. We're the nickel size hail and the damaging winds. We rolled over New York. The ain't ever gonna let us back in. Well, we blew out the lights. We kicked the windows in. And when the law showed up, said they're gonna have to take us in. They're all scared of my music. They're terrified of my friends. Ah, yes. Yes, indeed. One of those rare days that feels like a job. Very rare day. Rare day. Normally, uh... You know, normally it feels more like just an extension of whatever masturbation I'm going to do that day. But we'll get through it regardless. Appreciate you guys being here. It is the Chad Dukes show. Must be really chilly out today because Tor is wearing the wigwam that I bought him. And I think he'd rather die than wear anything that I've ever given him. But you are wearing the new wigwam. You get love, it's a sharp look. I love this thing. You look like a you look like a cabin in the woods. I wear it everywhere. <laughs> Are you really? Everywhere. Just not in the show. What do you mean? I'm, I'm wearing it for the show. I'm going to get a breakfast sandwich all hungover. Wearing the wigwam. All right. I didn't. I didn't realize the wigwam was on breakfast sandwich detail. Scooting around town. Wigwam. Are you scoot? Oh, you do scoot around town quite a bit. I forgot. How many scooters are you up to now? By the way, it's all. <laughs> three scooters. God. Three scooters. The Gigantor story. The SKA story. Three scooters. Please. That'd be the name of your Scott Band, actually. Three Scooters is not a terrible name for a Scott Band. Uh, I am your host, Chad Dukes. Thank you for checking out the program today. We had a thick one yesterday, didn't we? Good Lord. God. Touched two hours. I think Charles Cooch was excited. We couldn't um, have saved anything for today. Nah, I should have. <laughs> should have saved something. I actually texted Tor today. I was like, I don't really think I want to talk about anything today. It's the first time I've ever said that. I was like, uh, oh, I don't want to talk about the Deshaun Watson lawsuits, and I don't want to talk about Chris Rock and Will Smith. Uh, and that's it. <laughs> that's the only shit I see. I don't want to talk about COVID. Uh, there's a new COVID everyone's scared of. Can you believe it? And then I don't want to talk about uh, Ukraine. And uh, as I was scrolling through all the headlines, I was like, wow, <laughs> there's very little to choose from here today. So yeah, maybe we should have kept some in the pocket from uh, from yesterday. I mean, can Baker make a move or somebody make a move on Baker? They just, uh, well, the weird bit now where San Francisco and Cleveland just are like, completely unwilling to accept their situation is is very strange to me and, and maybe it works out maybe because i feel like this season and we'll get into some of there's a couple of football stories i didn't want to touch on um but uh i feel like it's either one or the other like you're either the colts and you completely fleece ron rivera in washington or you're the falcons and you get completely fleeced um it's very odd to me to see some, like how monstrous some of the deals are and then how the pittance other quarterbacks take to acquire. Like, there doesn't seem to be a lot of rhyme or reason. And 
if, if I'm a team, I'm looking at the Deshaun Watson situation. I'm like, I, that has nothing to do with what I plan on paying Baker Mayfield and Jimmy Garoppolo, and I guess those guys need. The, the story that I'm kind of interested in today is the Lamar Jackson story, uh, which came out. He had some comments today, but we will we'll get to that. We're broadcasting live from the Fortress of Solid Dudes. Uh, heel Turn Central is what I call it, uh, presented by Monk's Barbecue. Here's what I can tell you. No matter what you think of Monk, the barbecue is real good. <laughs> Food's real good. Beverage is real good. Um, this is one of those. I don't have. Uh, this is going to sound condescending. And the last thing I want to do is sound condescending to uh, to Money Monk. He is uh, you know, one of the main reasons we're here. He's one of the uh, the most supportive people I have in my life. It has been for for years. He's kind of an established a credibility uh, with me where um, there's, no, there's not a lot I wouldn't forgive him for. And I, I hope. Uh, that he wouldn't forgive me for. But we've gotten to a point in this story now where I almost feel patriarchal, where I almost feel parent-like in that. And, I, and I, I've had to do this a couple of times. Um, I've had to do this when th there are people that are doing and saying things that they don't understand, like, the way that they're coming off. And then me being hypersensitive to the way everyone comes off, um, I constantly uh, and burdened by that i i don't monk is such a genuinely good person and i i believe that i believe that he is one of the the better people that i've ever met but he is so off on his thinking on this gambling thing and i think tora we go back to and a lot of this stuff is just fun and it, none of it's all that serious yeah. but when he lost in a doubles game at foosball he lost his mind down at the beach, and he stopped being fun. He started being, I have to beat everybody at the table, and it wasn't a huge deal. It didn't ruin anyone's time, but that's what happened. I think losing that football bet to me, um, that's when he had the freak out at the, the club after the, the we had the, the Joe Rogan dinner where he needed to prove to everybody that he knew more about football. He recently told you, you don't know anything about football. That's right. Um I don't think I don't think he handles losing very well at all. Which I don't handle losing well. I don't think a lot of people handle losing well. I think one of the greatest strengths is being able to handle losing. But I certainly wouldn't then turn around and try to cheat my friends and accuse them of cheating me, and then advocating when true concerns are being brought up that the that I, I was I have to say I was a little shocked at the way he acted yesterday. Now he was great on the show. Oh, yeah. And it was great radio, and it's the biggest response I think we've had to, to one of his segments. So, but, but, but what I can tell you is he wasn't playing it up for the air. Like, I came to him with a way to get out of the fucking Titans magnet thing because I, I think I, that's a real thing in his life, so I was trying to help him out, and he was not receptive at all. I, I, don't, I don't know what's going on with him and this bet, but he's obsessed with winning the bet to the point that he doesn't obviously doesn't care at all about the health concerns with Jester, which which is fine. Jester's a grown man. Yeah. Um. But but he also like it, there's no off switch with it after the show. Where like I kind of tried to sit down and not even necessarily he came over to the store. And he he spent a million dollars to come with dry goods. He's just he's just a great guy. He's very supportive of me. Um. But the most important thing for him in the world is to to win whatever he's doing. And I think that's darts. I think that's foosball. And I think that's gambling with us. And he's lost a couple of bets. So I think he's kind of losing his mind. And he re legitimately believes that everything yesterday was to just fuck him out of a, what I guess he thought was a, a sure win bet. Which I wanted to sit down with him and go, hey, man, do you realize I had to, 
I'm already putting up double the cash you are. Like, I already had to take the, the fucking side of the bet that clearly is not the favorite. Like, I've, we've already bended over so many ways the last couple times we bet to make you comfortable. But the fact that you're still this upset and hostile and crazy about it, I don't really understand. So combining that tour, and I'm sorry, I'll get you to see your piece, but combining that with the fact that I got a text last night and I sent it over to Gigantor. And look, I don't mean any disrespect to you guys in the audience that are sending over your thoughts. You're more than welcome to send over your thoughts. And, and we appreciate that. If you're emailing it, you're calling in, you're leaving it on the Facebook page, whatever. It's cool. Interaction with the audience is cool. We like that. But when, when somebody... So I, there's somebody in my life that is, has done what I'm doing or trying to do on Friday, and that is do the contest that not only could get you fired, but do the contest that could kill somebody or do the contest where you are fired, and that's Eric Nagel. <laughs> now, there's some things where E-Rock contacts me I don't respect him for. If he says, you'll like this movie, I know that's not true. If E-Rock says, this is a good sandwich because it has mayonnaise all over it, I know that's not true. When E-Rock calls me and says, hey, I dip hard-boiled eggs in ranch, I'm like, all right, man, awesome. I, that's not for me. But when it comes, there, there's few experts that you bump into in your industry, right? Yeah. And E-Rock is an expert in radio. He's an expert in radio. The fact that some radio company hasn't snatched him up to be, uh, and look, I'm sure he makes a, a fine living at Compound. I know he does, and I, I know he's doing well, and he could probably do that for the rest of his life. But I'm always shocked that, like, you know, dick in the dirt fucking rock station in long island doesn't say hey e-rock run our fucking station the guy just knows that much about radio yeah and and has the skills like the physical skill i don't have any skills like i can do this e-rock can put together a promo either he can voice a promo he can he can build elements as well as do a fine job hosting and you know being an on-air personality and he's open and honest and he, he gave ona some of the best segments they've ever had so as much as, you know, he's a friend and we bust his balls, he is an expert. He's an expert in this field. He can go to Syracuse, teach the, the highest radio course that there is. If, if, it, if they'd be a fool, any any university would be lucky to have him. Oh, yeah. As the one that's in charge of their radio course. Because he can tell you what works and what doesn't work. He'll also tell you how big your thighs are, you know. To he will people. tell you that. Oh, it's oh, hurtful it's... sometimes. When, when he's getting a ride home, I think, is when <laughs> and Tor's thighs actually come across the gear shift into the Rock's uh, the chair. I wouldn't want to be a fly on the wall in the teacher's lounge, basically. Probably not. Eric he's going to run his mouth. Um, I get a call last night. Not not a text, a call. I'm doing my stream at the time. I'm doing Chadwick Show Gaming. Thank you to everybody that stopped by. It was a lot of fun. Um... And I texted him back, and I said, hey, man, uh, it's late at night now. Like, uh, do you – can I talk to you tomorrow morning? And he said – he just immediately launched into a text, and I, I won't – you know, I'm not going to read it word for word. But basically it was, you should not do this on Friday. And if you do, you should have not only an EMT there, but an EMT basically in uniform with a hospital with, with a, with a, with a ambulance waiting outside. Um, Iraq is the one that did the cinnamon challenge where – he almost died. Yeah. Uh, Iraq is the one that ate the whole bottle of uh, mayonnaise where he almost died. Iraq is the one with the tequila and donuts day. Iraq was around for sex for Sam. Iraq was around for a homeless person saying he wanted to uh, attack Condoleezza Rice or whatever it was. He's been around for all the firings and the suspensions and the near deaths. Yeah. By the way, there have been deaths. There, there's people that have been involved with that show that are no longer with us. Um, and when Iraq reaches out and says, you shouldn't do this, 
I don't necessarily consider him the general manager of the show, but that's enough for me. That's enough for me. I would agree. You know? Yeah. If 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 fucking uh, uh, Tom O'Brien, Tom Ob, or Orgy Beard, or any of these guys that we have associated with his reach down says, I don't know if it's a good idea. I'd listen. I certainly would listen, and I would take it. I would take it into account. But if Iraq says you shouldn't do this, we're not doing it. So we're not doing it. Um, Jester, it's off. Now, here's the problem. One is I don't like welching on the audience, and there have been a couple instances. We got browbeaten into releasing the cursed hoot. I still wish we hadn't have done that. Um, the drab thing, I, people really just they don't understand. And I, I feel badly because I know they just want to listen to the show. But it's mildly insulting, the, the way people treat it when we don't put a, a show up. I'm not, not putting a show up because it's really good and I want to hold it from you. When I don't put a show up, it's because it shouldn't be up. But people don't understand that. And they, they to this day, continue to ask for it, which is their right. All this, though, I, I don't want to have a reputation of every time something cool happens, Dukes might just fucking yank it off the table. But I'm, I'm not going to put Jester in a situation, even if he is willing, where he could hurt himself. And it does sound like to me I've had enough people that are these are not stupid people that are telling me this is a bad idea. I, there, there's just no we would get 90 minutes of great content. That That is 100 percent assured. But that's just not enough now. The problem that I have tour with Monk is that he's there's no reasoning with him. He he doesn't he's not going to respect anything I'm saying, and he's so goddamn paranoid that he's not going to believe. I send him that text and he didn't respond. Yeah, he he thinks this is all about screwing him out of some must win bet. So here is what I'm willing to offer you, Monk, since I'm canceling it under the guidance and the behest of Eric Nagel. But I don't want to. Eric even came to me and he said, "You can blame me." He said, tell everybody that I said it's a horrible idea and you shouldn't do it and just blame me. I can't blame me, Rock. It's my call to fucking cancel it. I, I'm, and I don't monkey listen to every show, and thank you. I appreciate that. But it's very difficult to talk to you about this because I think you actually believe that I and, and Tor, to a lesser extent, were out to get you. Even though I still don't understand that part of it, Tor, you have $500 on the line. That's, that's money for me. For you, that's a really, really <laughs> big deal. I mean, for most people, a five hundred dollar bet is a big deal. But for someone as cheap as you, and someone who's on the same side of the bet as Monk, that's what I don't get. Like, what what does he think? Does he think you're, even though you're going to be out five? Trust me, Tor is great, and he has loyalty to me. I believe he doesn't have five hundred dollars worth of loyalty to oh. me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Yeah, it's a short list of people on the planet. I imagine you do for five hundred. It's tough. I, I, I honestly think, and I it hurts my feelings a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Monk thinks we're out to get him. He shoot thinks we're out to get him. I'm not trying to kill Jester. Neither am I. <laughs> and I think we can't bet with Monk anymore because when we do, we've got to bend over so far backwards to accommodate them. And then if he loses, he tries to get out of the bet in every way, fucking shape, or form, including yesterday, basically informing us that he has to take the fucking magnet off of the side of his car, which, again, is a four-year-old's bet. It's nothing. It's nothing. So what I'm offering to Monk is, because I am canceling the bet, I, and Jester is willing to do it, I'm willing to call that a loss. Don't okay? That's a loss. I lose. I will pay you, and I will pay Tor. 
you don't have to pay me. I you, you I, made I, the I, same bet he did, and I just want to because I don't want you. If you don't take the money, also, it's gonna look like you're colluding with me, which you absolutely are not. I think you've been genuine this entire time. Oh, trust me, I, that's I love that money. I love it. Tor, tor, it, it does it, but I'm a man of sportsmanship. I understand I that, and so am I. And I, that's why I have a tattoo on my ass. It's why I have a shaved eyebrow. I'm a man that if I'm, I'm not going to ask anyone to do make a bet that I can't pay off. Um, but there's something else going on with our buddy Monk, and I, I almost feel like it's you got this great friend, you got this amazing friend, your best friends, and one day you walk in and I'm fucking his dog, and you're like, okay, I. This is uh, now. There's no way we can go back to the to the way that it was. Like you're always gonna see that. Yeah, I gotta get the dog out of here, and I gotta get the dog in protective custody. And now I gotta figure out why you're fucking your dog, because we're friends, and I gotta figure it out, right? I've never seen Monk fuck a dog. I'm not accusing him of that. I don't even know if I'd want to figure it out personally. I understand that, but <laughs> he's at, he acts he's acting so bizarre. He's such a nice guy. Oh yeah, and has been such an awful sport about all of this. That I just don't want to, I want it to be fun, Monk. It's like, hey, man, what are we doing at the next event? When am I coming out and we're having a glass of bourbon? Like, that's the guy that I love. Yeah. This guy that thinks that we're trying to, to ruin his life for five, I, I, and then he's attacking the audience and he wants, and no concern of gesture, by the way. And then saying things that don't make any sense, like eating 10 peaches is really easy. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Nobody can eat 10 peaches. I could put 10 peaches in front of Tor right here. He could maybe eat three of them. Oh, it's tough. Plums? Maybe I'll give you six. They're, they're small. I could probably eat six plums. But I guarantee you by the end of that six, the stomach is going to be in a bad spot. And I'm, oh, and I'm fucking duck walking to the door. Be Niagara Falls. Oh, Jesus. It's disgusting. Well, wait, no. Plums are the opposite, right? No, no, no. Uh -oh. I, I, plums and prunes and like all that shit, that helps you. That ah, helps move oh, yeah, everything yeah, yeah, out. Yeah. That's Anti. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, no. It would... No if, plums. if you have a blockage, eat three or four plums, and then wash wash it down with a fucking jar of grape juice. Excuse me, prune juice, and you're going to be good to go. I don't want to get into it. But now here's what here here's the problem, and I wasn't planning on addressing this so much again on the show. It has started with me protecting Jester from himself. Now I have to protect Monk from himself because he doesn't see. I don't want him to be disliked by the audience. I, I He is a beloved figure as well he should be. We would not have a show without Money Monk. But I saw the reactions yesterday, and then I got some personal messages. I shared one with him, and Monk said, that guy's a fucking loser. <laughs> I he's, he's just, he's not objective on this. And we've all got things we're not objective about. I'm no better. But now I feel like I have to protect... I've shifted from protecting Jester to protecting Monk. And the way that I want, this is not charity. This is you win the bet. Jester did not eat the three steaks, and it is my fucking call. So on Friday, we will have a hoot nanny. We will figure out something to do, and I will be here with four thousand. How much are you guys? Oh $3,000. And I will count two out to Monk, and I will count one out to Tor. And then that will be, that's going to hurt. That's going to sting. I'm not going to lie to you. That's a lot of money for me. God, that's like seven fifty for me. <laughs> Fucking, I'm not even show. But then I feel like <laughs> Monk wins the bet above board, by the way. If you went to any governing body, Vegas, Atlantic City, wherever, you said this is what happened, yeah, you didn't win the bet. Right. Pay off. That's it. I think that is a way that we can handle this and get everybody kind of back on the same page. 
And then I love the eating. I love eating challenges. I love drinking challenges. But then next time, just the way tour, we are reassessing the physical fitness stuff when we're let's play wiffle ball. Let's play football. It's like, well, hold on. Who should play and who shouldn't play? Right. And not, not who wants to play anymore. Everyone wants to play. It's always fun. We have a good time. But when you're ta- tearing your hammy in the first inning of the first game, Neil can't play anymore. <laughs> I love Neil to death. I, I want Neil involved in anything he wants to be involved in. But we can't. Ha- he hurt himself the first time around the base in wiffle ball. J- Jester blew up both of his fucking legs playing flag football. Drab T-shirt had a cantaloupe in his thigh. Like, we just got to be careful. We have to be more careful now. This is the Wild West. You and I, Tor, are the vanguard of bullshit. (laughs) How did it come to this? I don't know. (laughs) And I'm not used to being the responsible one. Let me just say that as well. I'm used to being the one that says, let's just fucking do it. And then Oscar and Drab bitch about it for the next fucking two weeks. That's what I'm used to. I'm used to CK coming to me and saying, no, you're not allowed to drink spring water on the show. Like, what? We wrote. We talked to the lawyers. No, you didn't. You did not talk to the lawyers. Um, Tore your thoughts. The magnet talk yesterday. That was surprising. It was very surprising. It's a real small magnet. Because it seemed like the least consequential part of the bet. It, it seems like nothing. It's not a Cowboys magnet. It's not an Eagles magnet. It's a tiny Titans magnet. By the way, much smaller, again, much smaller than you and I thought it would be, but we let it go because we don't want to upset him. To try to still be getting out of that when the bet was commenced on February 14th. Right. How are you still thinking about it? He just seems like such an honorable dude that it surprises me that he would still be trying to do this. And then when I offered him yesterday, I said, hey, man. How about we just throw together like a little Facebook supporters barbecue where like people buy their own drinks, but maybe you put out like a couple trays of whatever. You know, we have that little private room over there at Monks that yeah. we can say, hey, this is good for the audience. We can let you out of it. He's like, no. <laughs> no, I don't know, dude. I don't know. Um, I, I hope this assuages all the concerns and we can just go back to where it was. And I, I'm officially saying this now. No more betting with Money Monk. No more. No more. It should just be fun. We should just have fun with him. Well, we called on Saturday, and you were or Saturday or Sunday. Right. You could give me the breakdown of you know what we were thinking about the sure. bet and all the you know gesture and then all that. And then I'm like, okay, so we're gonna have to navigate that. I thought that was going to be the most difficult part of this. Which part? Plan, uh, you know, the six for one, and I don't know, if, you know, trying to figure that out, sure. workshop that. Monk throwing that wrench in it completely shifted the focus for me because I'm thinking, okay. Just thinking for Jester. And then it became, oh, I got someone across from me that is so not on the same page. I'll just say it, crazy. <laughs> he was acting crazy yesterday. Crazy person. And, still, and, still, and crazy when the mics went off, too. Because sometimes people play it up on the air, and I'm like, oh, okay, this is good. You know, He'll turn on the air. This is good for the show. Right. Everyone's sitting around agreeing and being concerned about somebody isn't good radio. Monk's given us a great episode, which he did, by the way, yesterday. That is exactly the way he feels off the air. <laughs> oh, excuse me. <laughs> So now it's gone from saving Jester to now Monk must be saved. Yes. Because I can't. I want. I don't want Jester not in my life, and I don't want Monk not in my life. So I'm also kind of upset with Jester. With Jim? Yeah. His love for steak superseding his love for his own life is a little disappointing. Jim Daddy? Jim Daddy. And his fucking love for steak. Yeah. 
Well, you would think that because you brought up yesterday, Jimmy's got a wife, Jimmy's got a family. Yes. Here's another thing that I have learned about my friends. They're not performing at all. They're just whatever there's in their brain is what's happening on the show. There's no performance. So when Jim says, I would leave my family for three steaks, he means it. He does not love them. I, I don't, This will not get back to them. They don't listen. But it is surprising to me. Again, Jim, one of the better people I think that I know. Incredibly nice. He doesn't love his family. He likes shooting loads into his wife, and he likes steak. And so when he's saying that stuff, I always think he's playing it up on the air. But all of that stuff was made known to him. He's got no concerns whatsoever. The cigarettes and the apnea and the fucking obesity. And it's like, he's, I don't know. Maybe it's just he's a gamer. You said it yesterday. He's crazy competitive. He won't turn down. He won't. He won't for the show. It's not a bad thing. But there does come a point where it's like, well, I got to stop making decisions for myself. I got to start making decisions for the 13 kids that I've sired all over Waldorf. Um, I don't want this to be us attacking two very nice people. I really... I don't want that to be what this segment is. Where are you going? You're laughing like Jack Napier fucking stalking off after the face surgery. Mayor. Mayor. Um, I, and and, and, and I, let me and I, while I am trying to put out fires, allow me to apologize to you, the audience. I I don't want there to be a giant cock tease. I I don't want that. Now, hopefully, with the the founders' fiestas and the fucking day where we did nine hours of bonus shows, like I, I hope we've built up some goodwill with the subscribers, and they still feel they're getting their bang for their buck. As this was just going to be a bonus episode uh, tour, uh, but I will apologize to them as well. This was going to be a lot of fun. Trust me, I was looking forward to this goddamn episode. Not only tour was it going to be a great hoot nanny, it was going to be material for us for weeks, the weeks and months ahead. Oh my god, I, I, the the jester bits that we've done on the show as good as any other bit that we've, he we've delivers. done. Delivers he, he stands every the, time. He stands and delivers. You want to call him? All right, he won't pick up for about ten minutes, but you can call him twice. <laughs> Want to call him? He's got to have no service because he's sitting inside of the Crest Star. Then he's got to run back to the other side of the building after. But, but he's a gamer. He is. And after we got, you know, I'm working through the logistics, how we're going to do it. Right. And then I'm like, oh, this is going to be a fucking riot with, with Jester up here and him pounding these steaks. So you get him a nice steak knife and all that sure. stuff. So it's, you know, I think everybody was pretty excited. I'm willing to put something up. Okay. Personally. I'm willing to put something up on the Hoot Nanny to. It will not equal losing Jester eating the steak contest, but I think it will be mildly entertaining, and I think that it will also not be good for me, which I think is good for the audience. I I am willing to reshave the eyebrow. Oh, what? <laughs> yes. I'm willing to reshave the eyebrow that I have taken however many weeks it's been to grow this much back. I'm just starting to look normal again. I'm willing to offer this up. I will reshave the same eyebrow, or I will take the big bushy eyebrow off that I, I still have. My one semblance back to normalcy. Now, here's what I can tell you. I would rather reshave the half eyebrow right now, because if I take the other one off, it's going to look like I have no eyebrows. Um, and I, I don't want to do this. Lest anyone thinks this isn't a big deal, it's a huge deal. Everybody in my life has been weirded out by it. My in-laws have been weirded out by it. It has affected people's perceptions of me 
in Commonwealth Dry Goods when I'm working. Nobody understands it. It's also a great way to where I find out how many people in my life don't listen to my show. Uh-huh. Like personal friends, very close people to me have said, why is your eyebrow shaved? I'm like, oh. Because we did it on the Hoot Nanny too, and it was free. Yeah. Um, there's been nothing good about this. It's, it's actually, this is a straight shoot, it's been so much worse than I thought that it would be having the shaved eyebrow for all the multitude of reasons. But I am willing to offer that up as uh, some sort of mea culpa to the audience for denying them uh, yet another beautiful um, segment on the show. That's very generous of you. Is what why are you point? Why are you shaking your finger? Nobody should have to go without eyebrows. Oh, you're pointing a monk seat. <laughs> I, I am. <laughs> I gotta look out for my pal shooting. I understand that, and I appreciate that. But it is look. I'll be fine. We, we all have our weaknesses, and we all have our things. We need to look out for our friends. You have a friend that you know that if he has tequila, is going to take a swing at somebody. So while you should not have to fucking watch that guy and make sure he doesn't have tequila, sometimes you do, right? Yeah. You, you got a friend that you know, it doesn't matter how much he drinks, he's jumping behind the wheel of that fucking car. You, sometimes you got to slap the keys out of his hand, put him in a headlock, and say, no, right. you're not doing that. Get on the back of this fucking scooter. I'm fucking taking, I'm taking us all home right now. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> and I don't, I don't think Monk's going to understand. And I, I, don't, I don't necessarily need him to, but I, he doesn't understand how, how he's being. And so I've got to do, as a friend, I've got to do what I have to do. Just like when, my, when I got my ass canceled, he said, I got to do what I got to do. Chad's volatile. He says fucking things that make people upset, but I got to support him. He made with it. He, he was in the trenches, so that I've got to do the same for him. So we will do a, a fun uh, – I, I don't know what's going to happen on the Hootenanny Tour, and I are probably going to have a – we'll have a show meeting after this and see what we can do. But it will include me taking the eyebrow off again. So there's that. Still uh... – Not telling the wife, by the way. She's going to fucking – I'm going to go home, and she's not going to be fucking happy. We got an Easter thing with the fucking in-laws. Oh, it's boy. Not, it's just – they don't understand at all, like – We've sent pictures over with me, which is half the eyebrow, and they're asking if I'm okay. <laughs> it's just, it's not good. Not good. All right. Uh, do we have all that? Is that, do you think that's been sorted? I think so, yeah. I think it's been sorted. Um, let me put myself in a better mood, Tor, after all of this high drama. Let me tell you about M.W. Burke. How can I not tell you about mwburke.com? I actually uh, had a virtual meeting on email with them yesterday. I'm picking out some accoutrement for the saloon I'm putting into my basement. It is a gaming streaming saloon. You figure that out. It's already got the urinal, of course. They do all the wacky stuff. Anything you want to do. You say, God damn it, I want a fire pole in my house. I, I, you know what? I haven't even talked to them, spoken with them about it. I bet they could do it. They got 20 years in this industry. How about you just want your bathroom refreshed? You go in that bathroom and you're like, Jesus Christ, it looks like the big Lebowski in here. Fucking get it done. Kitchens, bathrooms, basements, painting. My brother had, I told you, he had his wet bar put in by them. Monk's having his whole bar in his basement of his new house put in. Small projects, big projects. We had them put up the, uh, the lighting on our on our deck. We got some beautiful lighting now. We go out there and enjoy a nice spring evening. Uh, they'll take you through the complete process, design permits, final walkthrough, all of it. I can't recommend the experience enough, Matt. They're just uh, they're good people, man. Everybody in the gaming stream. Last night, hanging out. Uh, visit their website. Book a complimentary virtual consultation. Maybe they can rebuild eyebrows. www.mwburk.com. When booking the consultation, there will be an option to say, Chad Dukes sent me. Make sure you click that option. 
Love M. W. Burke. All right, Tor, we got some um, we got some uh, chips to try. Eric is hanging out in the audience. We have some football stuff we need to get to. There's some music stuff we need to get to. Let's go ahead and break here. We will collect ourselves, take a deep breath, maybe massage each other's prostates, and then be back on the Chad Duke Show. Everybody, the Chad Duke Show Spotify page has updated playlists for your listening pleasure, including songs handpicked for our Tennessee road trip and 90s country playlists. Just follow the Chad Duke Show on Spotify and you'll see all of the show's favorite tunes. All right, we are back on the Chad Duke Show. Thank you so much for checking us out today. We have lost five Facebook supporters now. So if you feel inclined that you're going to be able to watch tonight, we have a bonus episode coming up. Um, the goddamn it, uh, what is it? Fastest Hour on Radio. Yep, that's right. Fastest Hour on Radio tonight, myself, Tor, and yes, we will be here. You can watch that live streaming beautiful in HD quality uh, just by becoming a Facebook subscriber. Go to Chad Duke Show on Facebook, and there's a little uh, subscriber hub up at the top there. It's $4.99 a month. It's very cheap. Get the entire video back catalog, <laughs> including all the hoot nannies and um, everything that we have done, and the uh, access to the secret private chat where I posted the details on our secret event we're having on uh, Sunday tour. Of course, we mentioned it on the show. It's not all that secret, but just the uh, the actual details I posted up in there. So, very, very cool. Uh, go ahead and consider doing that. Um, all right, before we get to that tour, I forgot we, I brought these in. I had an experience last night. I'm a Harris Teeter guy, as you know. I'm a fan of all uh, grocery stores, but uh, the Teeter is probably my one seed. Um, it's the cleanest. It's the nicest. It's got the best selection customer service sometimes a little hit or miss but as far as a grocery store experience uh i'm always a big fan there is a wegmans down the street from my house and um when wegmans first opened up i don't know if you were around here when wegmans first opened up huge deal real big deal it's one of these places if you don't have a wegmans near you um just like seven or eight eateries uh inside of it's lots of prepared food um, their produce aisle is gigantic, and then, uh, you know, lots of organic stuff, lots of ethnic stuff. It's just they have a whole, it's like a whole fucking compound over there. Oh, yeah. I have fallen out of love with Wegmans as it has become not only ubiquitous, but also incredibly popular. It, it's just very difficult for them to keep up with the normies that crush in there. And every time I've been in there over the past 10 years, the experience has gotten worse and worse. So I stopped going. Um, last night, uh, I got done with my gaming stream and I was like, well, I'm sober tonight and I'm bored and I'm crawling the walls. So what I like to do then is I like to go to the grocery store. So I said to my wife, I was like, uh, why don't we go to the grocery store? She said, well, Teeter's closed. Wegmans is open. So reluctantly I, I went over to Wegmans. Um, a lot of the same issues in that there's like the trash cans are overflowing and a lot of the aisles are just missing shit. Not just, you know, supply chain shit. It's just like, hasn't been restocked. And it's, you know, it's because they're so fucking popular. I mean, they really are. But they do have different stock. And I went over there and I found a bunch of new shit. I, I put up a thousand tweets last night about all the stuff that I found over at the Wegmans. It was a successful trip. I saw the Guinness chips. That I think Orgy, what he does is Orgy goes to Wegmans, and I haven't been going to Wegmans, so that's how he gets all oh, the, okay. the snacks that we're all so <laughs> impressed with. By the way, Orgy, that's fine. You can keep doing it. But I know your secret now. Huh. I, I saw the Guinness chips. They were untouched. Um... But I saw these, and the reason why I brought these in for us to try is, is twofold. One is, I love buffalo anything. These are, they're called New York chips, but the reason why these are 
um, of note is that these are Anchor Bar, the original Buffalo Wing um, flavored spicy chips. And for, for people that don't know, Anchor Bar in Buffalo is supposedly the first restaurant in America that served hot wings. So I've never been, and I've heard it's a tourist trap, but that branding sounded like it was interesting. Now, I don't know what New York chips are. Honestly, I don't even know if those were the brand. Um, there's about 18 different names on this fucking thing, and they're made from New York potatoes. I, I don't know that New York is known for their potatoes, but there was enough going on with this bag that I said, we've got to try these on the show. So I brought them in. Oh, they look very good. They, oh. look, they look excellent. There are ruffles. There are ridges. Uh, if you want to give some to Eric, too, that would be nice so he can follow along with us. They got kind of more of that thick fucking 1980s generic hers look than they do uh, Lay's. He's just holding out his hands. Yeah. There's just no way this isn't going to be messy. All right. It looks like a good dusting. Mm -hmm. All right. Hmm. All right. Okay. That is a damn solid chip. Um, <clears throat> lots of dust. Very salty. Um, crunch is really good. It is not kettle cooked, so my gums are still intact. I'm not getting any buffalo at all. Um, I don't know if they're supposed to be buffalo flavored. There's no buffalo flavoring. But there is some spice. Um, I would say more zesty than spicy. Um... I'm a little confused by the branding tour, the the Anchor Bar branding, considering they don't taste like hot wings. But it's a damn good chip, and it's it's got a very good crunch. It's got a nice heft. It's not a thin chip, um, and there is no, I think you said bendability. I wasn't sure how you described those um, Guinness chips, where they clearly they they were not expired, but they tasted like they had give, like yeah. they were a stale chip. This is the opposite. <sighs> I, w I would be close to giving those a four. I'm going to knock it back to a three, five, because I, I would be expecting buffalo flavor the entire way, which is what brought the boys to the yard. And it's not buffalo flavored, but if you want a spicy potato chip, crunchy with ridges, this is uh, this is very strong. So I'm going to give it a strong three and a half. I found it at Wegmans. It's a, a very solid constitution of the chip, uh, seasoned to hell, which I love. Um, but man, I was really... Looking for some buffalo flavor. There's no, on that. There's no buffalo um, flavoring. So that's tough for me when I'm scoring this. I mean, it's a good chip. I mean, the bag could get housed, but there's not many bags that come in this studio that wouldn't get housed. Um, golly, it was not. I got to go with a a three. I mean, it's a good chip, but I was really expecting a lot more buffalo on it. Yeah, but if you'd eat the whole bag, I don't know. I mean, I'm with you. I, I docked a half a point for that, but. Um... I think it's good. It tastes good enough where I think three five because I would also recommend it to somebody else. But I get you. I understand. I want you taking those with you though because they've got to be eaten completely. No, they will be. All right, very good. <laughs> All right, let's um, to our, let's get to it. We wouldn't we'll go back and forth and cover some of the uh, bigger storylines in the National Football League. It's been a little bit more quiet after what I like to call the Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> off-season that they had with that fucking first 30 minutes. Um, Jesus Christ, we've never seen anything like it. It's been the free agency period off-season of our lifetime in the NFL. Um, 
But there are some stories out there. I know you and I are going to go back and forth here and try to cover as much uh, topicality as we can. There are, there have been some changes to the NFL postseason uproar about overtime and the Buffalo Bills playoff loss to the Chiefs uh, in one of probably the greatest football games in our lifespan. A lot of hyperbole thrown around nowadays, but would you agree, at least one of the most entertaining games we've seen? It's one I'll always remember. I'll always say, damn, I was sitting there yeah. watching that game. Gabriel Davis, four touchdowns, 13 seconds. Like, There's parts of it where I haven't watched that game or followed up on it in months but I still remember a lot of key moments in it. Well, it's also just Allen and Mahomes, like maybe the two best quarterbacks in the league, right. just back and forth at the height of their powers. But because of that and all the bitching and kvetching online, um, there's going to be a rule change, even though Kansas City wins the toss, of course, if you guys don't remember, elected to receive. They go right down the league, uh, right down the league, right down the field, score a touchdown, and then that's it. Because they scored a touchdown... The Bills didn't get fair ups. Tiki Barber has weighed in on this, former running back. Now, I've had Tiki Barber on my show a hundred times, uh, on my old show. I always liked him. I always thought he was a straight shooter. Uh, I know he's somewhat of a controversial figure, but I, I never had any issues with him. Um, he said something that really rings true, I think, in a lot of walks of life now. And that is he doesn't believe that the anger about the issue is as loud as everybody thinks it is. He thinks that... You know, there's a lot of people, bitch. Well, I'll read the quote. Quote, I don't think it's as loud of a fan, player, or organization bitching about this as it's being made out to be. At the end of the day, if your team isn't good enough to stop another team, you don't deserve to win. Football is a team game, and you have, a, have to have a great offense. You have to have a great defense. And if you don't, you don't deserve to win. I think the reason it's being changed in the postseason is where you start to get better quarterback play. From a viewership standpoint, if you're a fan, you want to see both quarterbacks get a chance to lead their team down the field. Fairness doesn't matter. To me, it's getting two star quarterbacks on the field in overtime to lead their team down the field. I think he's 100% correct. And I also think that he's saying a lot of things that you and I have been saying since the show has begun in that A, that you're listening too much to what people are saying on Twitter, like everybody is. And then secondly, I don't understand. It's like we don't, it's like we're acknowledging the defense doesn't matter by doing this. And the only thing that matters is getting the offenses on the field. If, if, you, if a team wins the toss and they go straight down the field and score a touchdown on you, you do not deserve to win that football game. No. You, you had the entire game and an additional series to prove that you're the better team, which includes your defense. This was an absolutely unneeded fucking play, and I like the fact that he takes it a step further and says this is about what everything in the NFL is about right now, and that is making sure the quarterbacks are the only focal point that we ever talk about. And I also just saw something come along my dash. Uh, Marcus Spears quoted he hates the new overtime rules. I like Marcus Spears too by the way he says uh, the playoff overtime changes are about feelings and emotions and not what's best for the game itself 100% how do defense make a stop well the well, the entire world at least our country I can't speak for the entire world right now is about feelings and emotions it has nothing to do with the real world it has nothing to do with actually going on it's about whether or not people feel a certain way and making sure that you do everything you can to make sure they feel a different way I don't fucking get it it's just football, a watch. I'm not going to be one of these people that throws all this fucking hyperbole around saying, oh, this is it, I'm done. No, I'll watch. This is dumb. You're, you're capitulating to people you do not need to capitulate to. 
And if you can't stop a team from scoring a touchdown in overtime, then you don't deserve to win. And I don't go this far to her. I think it's disrespectful to defenses. I think it's disrespectful to the defensive side of the football and the role they play in these games. This gives me shades of the pass interference amendment that came after the Rams-Saints game. And then the NFL just buckled to New Orleans and buckled to everybody saying every pass interference needs to be reviewed now. And then now, is the game like, better because of that, by the way? Fuck no. Fuck no. Defensive back is the hardest position to play. You're going up against the fastest, quickest athletes that can jump out the gym and you have to cover them. Hardest position ever, and you're just you're you're hamstringing them the the entire way. It's just nuts. Everything they do now is a lot. I think eventually they get to the point where baseball is where the whole conversation they, they, the, the football has been immune to people saying the game is too long like for whatever reason nobody cares about that all the commercials they had the fucking replays the refs endlessly huddling every time on television making those calls at some point Toro, they're going to get to that point because there's too much entertainment and they're going to have the same thing happen to them that every late night talk show has had every award show there's too many options, including, by the way, that kids don't seem to be as into sports as they used to be. They're into video games. I, I think eventually they get to that point and they're going to have to start reassessing. Be like, why, why do we keep doing things to make these fucking games even longer? Because right now it's great. We saw more commercials, more quarter hours chewed up. Eventually they're going to have to have that conversation. There's not a real guy like you and me in the room. It's just a bunch of people that are... Counting the dollars, saying this is where we can we could juice everybody. This is where we could juice everybody. And I'm just sitting here like football fo- football fan average Joe. Can we get the can we get the game going, please. Also, what's the argument? Bills fans are real mad on Twitter. Re- Re- Sa- uh, Saints fans are real mad on. Tw- when are football fans not really mad on Twitter? It's every game. Jesus fucking Christ! Stop fucking giving in. Stop braving the white flag. It's really embarrassing. Yeah. And then you should be able to make a stop. Enough. Over time. Enough of this. <laughs> Well, uh, for uh, Commanders fans. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, you should be. There's none in the room. Uh, maybe disappointed by this. I'm disappointed by a lot. <laughs> um, I would be. <laughs> what is it? Did they change their name to something even more embarrassing? Oh, wait. That would be tough to do. Uh, no. Um, wait but- a minute. Did they rip <laughs> off the Florida State Seminoles for their fucking uh, costumes? Did they whiff on every major free agent? Well, that would have been. That, that happened a little earlier. Oh, but, but <laughs> I'm sorry. A newer story from the uh, the league meetings and then some of the, the media noted uh, Jerkoff Jim Irsay. Jerkoff? <laughs> he, uh, he re- Hi there, I'm Jerkoff Jim Irsay. <laughs> Let the monster loose. He really uh, tore into the commander's new starting quarterback, Carson Wentz. Did he really? Oh, no, he carved him up. And then talking about the departure, he was quoted as saying, I think the worst thing you could do is have a mistake and try to keep living with it going forward. He's right. Uh, for us, it was something that we need. We had to move away from as a franchise. It was very obvious. And then also, he was notably very, very irritated about them not make the Colts not make the playoffs after the Jacksonville loss. Well, he should have been. They were one of the best teams in the league. His quote here, no disrespect to Jacksonville, but, I mean, they're the worst team in the league. You play well for uh, well and hard for the first quarter or so, they're looking to go to their locker room, clean it out. Never seen anything like that in my life. You say, my God, there's something wrong here. It needs to be corrected. And I feel like we did uh, we did that. Look, he's crazy. He's a madman. I believe he got caught with a bunch of pills in his car at one point. Oh, yeah. Um, he's 100% correct. Now, should he be saying that shit? I don't know. Does it help anything by saying that shit? Is anything he said untrue? If you're losing to the Urban Meyer-fired fucking 
disastrous uh, Jacksonville Jaguars when you're still alive for the playoffs and you got the best running back in the league? Yes, that is unacceptable, and changes need to be happened. Does Carson Wentz blow? Yes. I read all the statistics you want to be. He's a bad quarterback. The fact that they fleeced Washington, good for them. They, they got an upgrade immediately. You could make all the fucking jokes you want about Matt Ryan. He is an upgrade over Carson Wentz at this point. And they're going to make another run at it. And Washington's going to be saddled to pay that motherfucker $30 million or whatever that it is. He's a crazy man. And I don't want him as the owner of my team. And I don't know that he should have said any of that shit. It's all true. I don't know. I, I've i never seen an owner be so... I, you, we talked about it yesterday. I love it. Honesty. Yep. He's being shoot honest here saying... Shoot honest. Uh, Carson Wentz, not a leader. He didn't have the chemistry with the locker room. We had to make that change. And I can almost respect having the foresight to see... This experiment won't work right. in 2022, so we're going to make a change now opposed to that. I think that takes some balls to say that, but it's also ludicrous to say that during media. I, okay, <laughs> it's it's very odd, and it, it's really – it's also, there's a little bit of decorum. Like I, I don't know if – you're shitting all over a guy you just traded for. Clearly, your head coach has got a relationship with him. It's like, hey, it didn't work out. Good luck to him. We think we've upgraded at the position. We need to be better. Uh, we like to think we're the best team in this division, and we want to go out there and prove it this year, this year. Done. And by the way, I just said everything you just said. Only I, I, you know, said it diplomatically. On the flip side, I enjoy this. I'm very, very happy to hear this maniac continue to pop off. Um, you know, you don't want the owner of your team saying it, but if another owner says it, fuck it. WWE character. I love it. <laughs> He's a madman. Go out there and enjoy your life. <laughs> These fucking billionaires, they got yachts, they got drugs, they got bitches, they got everything. And they're like, what, are you not supposed to go out there and fucking be crazy and enjoy your life? Be crazy and enjoy your life. Chop down all the trees in your front yard. Who gives a shit? <laughs> I think some people might. I love it. Who are you picking to win that division this year? Um, Jacksonville's way better. We're going to be better coached. Texans are a goddamn nightmare. Uh, Titans really have not done a lot to better themselves. Uh, still Tennessee. I still think Tennessee. Healthy Derrick Henry, even though it takes generally a year to get back to where you were after that injury. But Robert Woods is an upgrade over uh, your boy Julio, unfortunately. Um, Unless they have some boneheaded draft pick or they have an awful draft uh, that I can't. Maybe then Indy. But right now, Derrick Henry, good wide receivers. Defense is good. Capable quarterback. They can get fucking pressure. Um, yeah, I picked Tennessee too, but it would it would not surprise me if it went either way with those two teams. It would not surprise me if Matt Ryan, if Matt Ryan goes in there and plays thirty percent better than Carson Wentz, uh, the Colts are probably the best team in that division. They probably are. All right, um, it's always interesting when quarterbacks come out and uh, speak directly to the media and question what the media is doing. When what the quarterback is doing is leading the media to what they're saying, and that is Lamar Jackson. He is heading into the fifth and final year of his rookie contract tour. Um, it has been reported he has shown very little interest in signing an extension with the He came out today, uh, well, yesterday, and tweeted this. Um, I love my Ravens. I don't know who the hell is putting that false narrative out there that I'm having thoughts about leaving. Stop trying it, T-R-Y-N-A. Read my mind, Jackson wrote. Um, well, here's here's why people think you might want to leave, is that is it as... Is he his own agent or his mama's agent? I think his mom's his agent. Okay. That's horrific, first and foremost. I Look, I, I had an agent for many years that did nothing for me. It is very tempting 
to not have an agent and to go in and just say, I'll save the 5% or I'll save the 10% or whatever it is you're paying him. Yeah. Trust me. It was very tempting to do that for many, many years. I negotiated one contract for myself and I did not get everything that I should have gotten. And it hurt me. It hurt me for the rest of my time in radio until there were no more contracts. Um, that's stupid, first and foremost. Secondly, you're not working with them. The coach has come out and said they want to resign you to a long-term deal. The owner has come out and said they want to sign you to a long-term deal. The general manager has come out and said, we want to do an extension. Lamar Jackson has no interest right now in doing it. So what is the media? And, and even if it's true, if I'm Lamar Jackson, of course you want to get there to work. Bring it on. Bring the truckloads. Let me see what's out there. Yeah. Maybe Buffalo, maybe Josh Allen, they fucking you know, catch him with a hooker and a goddamn giant bag of blow in a hotel room. You mean I can go up and I can be the quarterback of the Buffalo Bills? Yes, I would like to do that. There's nothing wrong with Lamar Jackson wanting to wait. He's seeing all the power, Tor. Look at the power Deshaun Watson just had. Yeah. A quarterback with dozens of accusations under contract to another team. You want what Aaron Rodgers had. You you want to be able to go out there and say, what is available for me out here? Because you don't know if someone's going to go crazy. Jacksonville just went crazy all offseason for a bunch of mediocre players. Maybe Lamar Jackson really likes money. Maybe Super Bowls aren't what's most important. Maybe it's money. And maybe he can get $50 million a year from Jacksonville. Guaranteed. Now, other side of that, don't tweet anything. You know what? You know why people are saying you don't want to play for the Ravens. You know why. Because you're not talking to them. They want to sign you. They have big bags of money. You're doing what's best for you, and I respect that. But don't also play the, oh, because I guarantee he's just getting tweets from Ravens fans, giving him shit. He doesn't want it. <laughs> Give us a shit. Play the fucking game. Wait for the goddamn harriers of fucking harrier jets of money to be dropped off in your backyard. Hold on. Clear the airspace. Here comes another Osprey landing in Lamar Jackson's backyard filled with trash trucks of money. I. It's a Florida guy. You're not going to get a Florida guy to not tweet on Twitter. Okay. <laughs> but what I'm saying is <laughs> you don't know who's putting the narrative out there, Lamar. It's you. It's you. Right. You don't need to come out and say, I don't want to play for Baltimore. And it need even behoove him, I think, if he wants to say something, say, look, I'd like to play for the Ravens. I've never been able to pick where I play. I've never been able to decide I want to play. The last time I did that is when I went to college. I'd like to be able to decide what my future is. This league doesn't really let that happen all that often. And I and I've played long and hard and fought through injuries. I'd like to see what the world looks like. Hopefully I end up back with the Ravens. That's where I'd like to be. Sure. That I mean, honesty thing that we're talking about. I'd love that. I mean, also, I can understand him wanting to see what the mega contract is. is yes. He was picked 30th. Yeah. In the first round, yeah. not first with the with the super contract for for a quarterback. He's coming doing out of all right. He's doing fine. all right. He's been a cover of Madden. I mean, he's doing he's doing okay. He's got a lot. Of, he's got a lot going for him. And I like Lamar Jackson. I really do. I don't want him as my quarterback. I think he runs too much. I think he's eventually going to break down. I think it's going to be you know he's not going to have the same career that Pat Mahomes is going to have or Justin Herbert or one of these guys. But I do like him. Um, and I respect the shit out of any of these guys that want to get to a point where they're. I think it's shit. 
You get drafted to a team and I gotta sit here for four years and then, okay, now they've exercised the contract that I had to sign by my rookie deal. I don't get to not sign that. That's fucking bullshit. But that's why people are saying you don't wanna play for the Ravens is that you, you know, you know, maybe you wanna play for the Ravens. Maybe you'd like to go play for somebody else. It's gonna suck your dick a little better. <laughs> you could do a little more uh, active. Uh, positivity in your own side. Can I give you a sloppy analogy? Yeah. I'm not really all that into blowjobs. Sure. Okay. I'm not really all that into blowjobs. Okay. It's not my thing. I don't... I, maybe I haven't had a really great one. I don't know. I've, if my wife came to me and said, I don't ever want to give another blowjob ever again, I think for some guys, that'd be like, I'm out. I think blowjobs are really important to a lot of guys, right? The Super Bowl, so. the Super Bowl might be blowjobs. For, for most players, it's like, man, this blowjob is the most important thing to me in the world. The rest of these guys, might they might just be like, I'd like to have a lot of money. I don't need blowjobs. I'd like to have a lot of money. I don't know that Kirk Cousins wants to win a Super Bowl all that bad. Sure. I think he'd like to be a billionaire. He could. He's on the track. Keep on tagging him, you losers. T- <laughs> you tell me which one's right and which one's wrong. You tell me which one's right and which one's wrong. <laughs> You telling me I can win a Super Bowl or I can have a guaranteed contract where I'm getting fifty million dollars a year? Okay, I'll make that decision when the time comes. It's a lot of dough. It is. It's a lot of dough. A lot of blowjobs. All right, sorry, Tori. Along with that one. Uh, one player that we really love is uh, changing positions. I don't know if you saw this year. Who's that? Dukes. Uh, Taysom Hill. He's transitioning. I did see that. Oh yeah, tight end. He's going to start on the Umbrella Corporation. <laughs> You're not going to get that joke. It's um, fine. Hold on. I might have it. Hold on. Don't worry about it. You're not going to be able to pull it. You're not even Googling. You're not going to get it. You want to take a guess anyway? Yeah. I I'm going to ta- go. saw Taysom Hill out presenting an Academy Award this past Saturday, Saturday night. Oh, shit. Another corporation. Time. Uh, <clears throat> I got nothing. It's, it's not even that big of a deal. You don't see me upset that you don't get that reference. It was a mild little fucking passing <laughs> lame joke. That's all it was. Oh, okay. I still am upset that we haven't talked about Pacific Rim yet. I am oh, upset dude. about that. We'll get to it. We got nothing but time. That's all I want to talk about. <laughs> fucking trust me. That's all I want to talk about, too. <laughs> Every day I wake up in the morning, I'm like, who's around I can talk about a Pacific Rim, too? It's uh, everybody around. The dog has lost interest. But um, after, I don't know, years of dealing with the... Taysom Hill experiment in New Orleans and him being a fun running back that can also throw and sometimes catch the ball when Drew Brees can only throw it five yards. We see uh, now he's finally moving to a position of solidity uh, in tight end where he's going to be primarily you used. solidarity? Solidarity. Yeah. I don't think solidity is a world. No, it's definitely not. I think I'm 0 for 2 the last two days on making up words. Uh, <laughs> the Saints also signed Andy Dalton, so I believe. I don't like that move. I don't like that move. I think it puts too much pressure on Jameis Winston. I, I think if you're going to make Jameis Winston the unquestioned starter on your team, you go with. I mean, I, I know Trevor Simeon got signed. Who do you, Trevor Simeon got signed someplace else? Bears. Bears. I think I think Andy Dalton has got too much. I mean, as bad as he played for Chicago, like that's still a guy that's you know gone to a Pro Bowl before. I, I would have made a different call if you're going to go all in on Jameis Winston. Yeah, but to have a veteran backup that. I don't know. Can maybe I'm, I, I'm fine with that. But okay, I, but if Jameis doesn't work out, they're they're six and eleven anyway. That's true. So, but Jameis seems okay with the moves. He says uh, I'm happy. I don't have to go to training camp with a question of whether I'm going to be the uh, leading this team or not. So, 
if that's a confident Jameis Winston, who we know can throw 30 touchdowns in a year, might throw 20 interceptions. Andy, Andy Dalton is more of a threat to him than Trevor Simeon or whoever else, you know, your veteran backup is that you're going to bring in. Okay, I, I would agree with that. I mean, Andy Dalton was a threat to uh, Justin Fields Clearly, last year. an immediate threat. Um, I don't know a lot about uh, Dennis Allen and his relationships with these players. Sean Payton was obsessed with Taysom Hill. Sean Payton saw something in Taysom Hill that I don't know that anyone else did except Mike Florio, who was really on that bandwagon. But what it sounds like is the Taysom Hill, I'm going to play quarterback. I'm a quarterback in this league. That era is over. I'm glad it's over because I was tired of seeing him. I mean, he just couldn't throw the ball. No. He couldn't throw the ball. He couldn't execute the offense. It didn't look like he had a clue what he was doing. But undeniably, he can get you a first down with the ball in his hands. Sure. So I don't mind the move from New Orleans if we're going for a truly personnel standpoint here saying, here's a guy that we give him a five-yard out. Sure. He'll probably get seven yards out of it. Look, rather than carrying like a, a fifth defensive lineman or a fucking third, fourth tackle, I don't right. know. Taysom Hill deserves a roster spot for sure. He can line up at fullback. He can line up at quarterback, line up in the slot. But the story is he's focusing more on tight end. And I think he could be an all-pro. If he gets out there and he plays tight end, you know, if he gets fucking nine touches a game, you know, and, and has multiple targets and is out there doing what he can do with his physicality and the goal line packages, I, I think that guy can play at a Pro Bowl caliber level. I mean, he's got 34 catches, 388 yards, and seven touchdowns in the regular season. Uh, plus another five catches, 32 touch, 32 yards, two touchdowns in the playoffs, and then over 1,000 career rushing yards and 16 rushing touchdowns. Have him out there. and, every, and every, like, There's so much misdirection you can do with him. It was just silly to try to sit here and try to pretend like he was going to be anything but what he was. But what he is is pretty great. Yeah. So if you're going to have him more on the field, more in tight end packages... I think that's a good thing. If he's going to focus more on blocking, focus focus more on some of the um, you know the dirty stuff that tight ends have to do to get out there and play the position, I think it's going to help him. It's going to elongate his career. It seems like they're the, the Saints are finally coming into reality with the with their situation. Well, it's like and a coaching the, change. You know, I could appreciate that. Um, sneaky old too. Taysom Hill is, by the way, he will be 32 by the time the season rolls around. So you'd have to assume, you know. He's approaching the end of his career anyways. I'm yeah. sure he can still be effective for another couple of years. But, um, yeah, put in that work, and then maybe you have a nice twilight of your life, kind of a Lorenzo Alexander situation where you were this one type of player your entire career, and then all of a sudden, like, you have you have a few golden years. People think completely differently about you. Yeah, I mean, if they use him right, they, he could be a guy that makes a difference in the game. All right, very good. Uh, we'll try to keep you updated all uh, off season as we get a little bit closer to the draft. Did we ever figure out when the schedule release is? We Googled that about a week ago, and I didn't see the date on that. So, I don't know. I'd like to figure that out as well. Um, oh, God. Somebody was bitching at me about all the uh, the belching, and I said, look, I've drank like 14 bubbly waters in the middle of the show. There's just so much I can do. You don't want me to explode, do you? You don't want me to have my tum-tum start hurting. <laughs> I assume that they don't want my tum-tum to hurt. Um, I pulled this story. Well, first of all. The Maverick trailer came out. The second Maverick trailer. Stop Googling fucking the schedule release. You're not going to be able to find it. May 12th, I believe. You sure? Yeah. May 12th? Yep. All right. The Maverick trailer came out. The second Maverick trailer. Uh, Top Gun Maverick is, I believe, the official name of the movie. Tom Cruise tweeted it out. Oh, yes. Turn this up, Tor. Now, look. Tor's freaking out right now. 
first time hearing this song. Club banger. You just wanted to, oh, this is your first time? Oh, yeah. You just want to go deadlift now? This shit is righteous, man. <laughs> Doesn't it make you think it's going to be okay? There's songs out there where you listen to them, you're like, all right, I know it feels bad right now. I know I fucking weigh as much as I ever have. I know no women are interested in me. I know the bro dogs keep shaving each other down. We're doing skull smashers at 2.30 in the fucking morning. I got no prospects. I got bushy hair, giant thighs. I got the oldest sneakers anyone has ever seen. It's taking me now three Razor scooters to get up and down to Spider-O tools. I probably should just pack it in. My dad doesn't love me. They wish they had a third daughter. I broke the dog's hip. I took softball practice. I had a Funko bat to a toad the other day. I took a snake and I tied it around a flagpole. <laughs> a neighbor's cat, I stepped on it with my fucking boot. I climbed on top of a wildebeest out of Winchester one night. I can't drive 10 minutes without getting out to let farts out as I walk around to the back of the trunk. They gotta go. I poured a pitcher of Pacifico down a baby girl's leg. Her friends dragged her out of the bar like she'd been fucking attacked by cougar. By the way, I think cougars are girls that are over the age of 25. Top Gun! Oh, sorry. Yeah. What I'm saying is no matter what you're going through in your life, Tor, I was just listing some things you might be going through. None of my clothes fit. I'm a 3XL. That's everybody on the 2XL. Oh, sorry. 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 Tom Cruise, fighter jets. Uh, this song will make you think it's going to be okay. Did you see? Yeah, have you seen Top Gun? The original, I, I have not. <laughs> But if this is what it's about, this is what it's about right here. I'm in. I oh, need- yeah. You gonna pop this one into the gym rotation? Easily. You just want to fucking deadlift right now, right? <laughs> Do me a favor. Uh-huh. Run a quick well, hold on real quick. Fucking sick guitar solo. I'm sure that I'm sure now is better than the 80s. I'm sure now is better. The plight of a young woman that was men were talking to her and she fought through it. No, no, no. It's about fighter pilots fucking playing naked volleyball with fucking chicks, singing in bars, jumping in, shooting down fucking megs. Let's get it. Come on. Here comes Tor. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, it's back when life made sense. Back when life made sense. Um, <laughs> so, uh, just real quick. Google uh, Google Top Gun Beach Volleyball. You remember when you saw the Charlie Hoonam picture? Yeah. All right. Google Top Gun Beach Volleyball. Okay. Now remember, this was the biggest movie in the world. Top Gun was. Ask yourself, was this scene needed in this movie? And then ask yourself, am I sure I like women? All right, I found it here. Top Gun volleyball scene. All right, just go ahead and get past the ad, and then. Uh, 
Let's we'll get your commentary as you see it. This is the first time you've seen this, correct? Correct. I knew I, I knew that there was a volleyball scene you knew in it. Top Gun. You thought maybe it was chicks in bikinis? Like, I, I know what's the the goose and the Iceman. The goose and the Iceman. Yeah, I, That's right. You're the goose. So I know. The silliest right. of geese. All right. He's playing with the fighter pilot jet. I like that. Slider. Well, Tom Cruise. Looking pretty good. Young Tom Cruise. Ready? Yep. Okay. Let's He's go. yoked. Tell everybody what's happening. All right, there goes a. All right, they're playing volleyball, beach volleyball. What are they wearing? Uh, pants and no shirts, and then there's one fellow with a shirt and no pants. Right, right, sure. They're in jeans. They're playing in glasses. Sure. Tom Cruise just checked his watch. They're all serving the ball. Still in jeans, yeah. This is the song. Uh, all right, someone just put his arm around. All right, there's a lot of posing. All right, big serve coming up. What, yep. do, you what do you think of the? Uh, what do you think of the physique? Oh, no, they all look great. I mean, all three parts of the shoulder are. Oh, are, sure, are you got the, the deltoids are looking good. You got oh, the three yeah. heads and the triceps. You're still playing volleyball? Yeah, yeah. It's not just like a quick scene. They're fighter pilots, right? Yeah, yeah. These are the top gun fighter pilots. All right, Tom Cruise, big spike. There's another high five. Probably the 40th high five in this scene. It's a lot of. Tom Cruise keeps on checking his watch. Well, because he's got to go meet his chick, Kelly Kapowski, or Kelly LeBrock, or whatever her name is. All right. Puts his shirt back on. Bummer. But it's a tight white t-shirt, so. He's bummer? You said bummer? Yeah. I got some things I got to take care of. He's got some things. Just one more game. Please? For me? Sorry. You're sorry. Now, do you think those guys are just fighter pilots? Look. That's my favorite scene of any movie of all time. Look, there's... You could do team bonding, like go-kart sure. racing, or you're playing... We used to play dodgeball at the end of spring camp. 3 a.m. skull smashers in the, in the basement that, after six sweet haircuts. That, too, but sweaty 2v2 beach volleyball in front of a crowd. Stonewashed jeans. Where, in jeans where no one else appears to be interested in getting in the game. Sure. I know it's a movie, but that's... You're going to love it. And then, <laughs> and then what, what you love even more is the fact that when you're watching the movie, there's no reason for that scene at all, which makes it even better. And then he hops on his motorcycle and he drives off to bang the check that he's not all that interested in. So that must have been in somebody's demands. Like, we have to have this beach volleyball scene. I'm not sure. There's always these uh, rumors about Tom Cruise, how he has to run in his movies and he has to ride a motorcycle in his movies. And like people have documented that. Uh -huh. I don't know if, if sweaty naked beach volleyball. Now, if you watch the Top Gun Maverick trailer... There is a volleyball scene, but there's a woman in it. And I don't want to sound misogynistic, but to me, the only type of Top Gun volleyball that makes sense is when there's a bunch of dudes in stonewashed jeans and white sneakers jumping on top of each other and rolling around. I could see where, where that would be upsetting for somebody that <laughs> watched and loved that movie because that's pretty impactful. Um, Top Gun is, is great. It's a great movie, but it is as 80s as a movie can possibly be. And what I think the most tremendous part of this trailer is, is that it, it keeps a lot of the feel of Top Gun, but it's made it cool. Like, it's the fucking, the, the plane stuff and the fucking Russian shooting at the, everything looks really, really good, but it's still Maverick 
cornballing it up. And it sounds like his wingman is going to be Iceman's kid. Iceman is Val Kilmer. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've seen Val Kilmer recently. He's really fallen on some hard fucking times. So there's a picture of Val Kilmer that I think was CGI'd up in the trailer. I don't know that he appears in the movie. I think actually his character might have passed away. But there's a scene in the original Top Gun where Val Kilmer has got his big flat top and he's got his giant veneers out. And uh, they're in the locker room and he goes like this to fucking Maverick Tour. You watching me? He goes uh-huh. like that. Oh. <laughs> You'll love it. I, I mean, I know that you I know that you love Pacific Rim for one set of reasons, but you're going to love Top Gun for, for so many others. I, I just want to again restate, this movie was supposed to come out before COVID hit. I believe it was supposed to come out the Christmas of like 2019. I, it's been so long since COVID's been around, I don't remember. They've delayed it this long. It actually worked out. This was a movie I had to see in a movie theater, so I'm so excited. The, the music is perfect. The visuals are perfect. Um... The, 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 it looks like they're going to be doing all the dog fights and all the fun stuff that they did. And uh, I think they're fighting Russians, which should get everybody all fired up again. Um, it's just fucking, it looks fabulous. And it's it looks like it's fun. And it looks like it's just there to entertain, which is, I'm very desperate for that right now. The movies are no longer made to entertain. They are made to lecture you about a certain perspective. Um, I am not in favor of that. I like just turning my brain off at times and just watching a fun movie. And that looks like, that is exactly what Top Gun Maverick is going to be. So I'm, ex- I'm. Did you watch the trailer for the new one? I did watch. Did the it trailer. look good to you? It looked like a bunch of fighter jets, and, yeah. and I said, "Oh, they're taking off." It's it was, just fucking great. It's just something that I, I need to watch these movies. I need to watch it because well, I, there's only one. So to catch it, up, you're going to you're in luck. You only have to watch one movie so that you'll be ready to watch this movie. Awesome. Yeah, I think you'll I think you'll enjoy. It. And then I would watch all the Iron Eagle movies too if you haven't seen that. It's uh, Lugasa Jr. Slightly different, but uh, again, if you like fighter jet movies in the '80s, I think you'd enjoy those as well. I mean, I think all guys like fighter jets. Who they, don't? They Who go, doesn't? They go in the same category as you know, big construction tools and cranes. That's right. Chicks with big asses. Oh yeah. Slurpees. Like there's just monster things, truck thing that, that all of us dudes enjoy. All right. Uh, that is that is exciting. I can't wait for that fucking movie. That trailer looked uh, splendiferous. Um, speaking of movies. My guy, Gigantor, did the work, um, and he did something that I know you guys get mad that you think he doesn't do, whereas I say, can you please watch this? It'll be good for the uh, the show. This past weekend, he went uh, he went right home, and I, I've learned that if it's on HBO Max, Tor is desperate for that subscription to pay for itself. It needs to. <laughs> it's almost, I, I think I've held it for a year. Actually, by the way, what an upset. The biggest upset Ever. Now, are you glad you had it for a year? I think I am. I think you should be. It looks it, it, it's it's a good it's a good thing to have around. Um and they always are adding movies that are that are worth watching. One of them is Pacific Rim. Of course, Guillermo del Toro directed Pacific Rim, Charlie Hunnam, uh Ron Perlman's in this movie. There's um uh, Idris Elba. By the way, what'd you think of Idris Elba's speech? <laughs> Dude. At the edge of all hope. Today, we are canceling the apocalypse. I get fucking ginned up every time I hear that shit. Uh, and they go out there and they fucking, rrr, rrr, we've got to, we got to fight. We got to meld. We got to get into, what is it? The meld? I forget what it's called. The drift. The drift. Yes. They get into the drift. Well, his brother gets ripped out of the side while they're oh, in the sure, drift. sure did. Remember that part, but he still, he finished it off. <laughs> um, for those of you that haven't seen Pacific Rim, find another podcast. Uh, but um, just real quickly. It, giant robots are built because uh, giant sea monsters called kaiju start emerging from out of this uh, rift at the bottom 
of the ocean. And uh, they they try to fight them conventionally for a while, and then they realize they need the Jaeger Project, which is, uh, I think, Tor and the Bro Dogs start the Jaeger Project before they go out every fucking Friday night. This is different. These are giant robots that are used to, uh, to punch the sea monsters in the head. Not really all that uh, practical, as no. every single, single time they seem to do it, they level a city. But they seem to get the job done. Um, and there's a, a big epic fight at the beginning where uh, Charlie Hunnam's brother is killed in battle in a Jaeger and uh, we're then left to pick up the scraps. And that's where the movie kind of starts off. Uh, how much of a, as Danny Ruggier would say, file did you have on Pacific Rim before you went in? I knew it was big robots. That's all you knew? All I knew. Well, that's enough. I said, I like big robots. Who doesn't? Who couldn't? You better get in fucking line. That's and what it, I say. And then uh say, okay. It's on a uh, service that I... I I pay for it, and then Duke likes this movie, so it's all, all, all the uh, all the stars are lining up. For- and, and big robots punching big monsters. Oh is God, a, that's something Tor is interested in as well. It's I the would say. coolest fucking monsters. Also, what is it? Knifehead, the big knifehead is the shit. Holy shit! I love knifehead. Did you go and read about all the different uh, names for all the kaiju? They got. Oh yeah, they all have a different name. I know there was like like a leatherback or, or something or leather. The neck. big flying one was a big pain in the ass, wasn't he? Oh, what was the one with the the, the acid in the in the yeah, throat? God, yeah. oh, I'm like, holy fucking shit! Did he take out our boy, the, the Russian fucking. Which one? Which he took out one of our. Uh, I like my favorite Jaeger. I think was the real fast one. Remember the one they said that was going to do all the running with the bomb? Yeah, he got fucking taken out. I like the three armed one. The Cri- Crimson Dynamo, yeah. I believe, is that name is of that, that one. It's a, and then it had four arms. One of the arms was, I believe, ripped off. Oh, was it? I think so. I bought Drab that action figure. That was his favorite one as well. Oh, that one ruled. Well, the big big Russian slow one is a lot of fun, too. He got <laughs> in some good fucking uh, shots. Uh, so tell me. Take me through it. What did you think? Oh, my God. I mean, first of all, it's it's the dialogue is 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 it's real bad it's not good no <laughs> it's kind of it's pretty fucking corny. Hey, hey, it's not good. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you that it's good, but I, I, I didn't I, I do it. It doesn't fit the movie. Is that is that would that be fair to say like when you're watching this movie that it fucking kind of fits the whole ambiance? I think I'd be more upset if they're doing super serious dialogue and not the it's time guys let's let's lock and load. There's stuff. two really embarrassing parts. There's the part where they're shooting him with the charge thing and he goes empty the clip empty the I'm like all right dude. And then uh, there's the other part where he's met up with the Asian girl who's uh, Idris Elba's uh, daughter I believe. Yeah. And they're like seeing if they can uh, they can work together. In the drift, and uh, I've always talked about this scene where they do a bit where they like the the big robot has, moves his arms, then he puts the one fist into the palm, uh-huh. and they show all the other Jaeger pilots, and they're all like, oh, "That's pretty fucking good." And I'm like, "You guys are impressed by that? You've been fighting kaiju for fucking thirty years. You're impressed by them doing that?" God, are you ready for the names? Uh huh. Leatherback. Oh yeah. Knifehead. Raiju. Trespasser. Scunner. Mutavor and Hundun. And then there's o- Onababa. <laughs> Onababa is smaller, four-legged creature that resembles a crab, while most of Pacific Rim's kaiju stands on two legs. What was that big one at the fucking end? The one that's like, comes up out of the water? That guy's a fucking pain in the ass. I mean, just... Uh, when I saw the kaiju use, like, the EMP thing, oh, right? yeah, I'm, like, I'm like, whoa, they're doing something here. Maybe Charlie Day's on to something. <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> And he's running around. I'll watch a, 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 a TV show between Charlie Day and Ron Perlman, and they, they're just, just trying to- Just doing their shtick? Just doing the shtick, man. Yeah, I love that. I, I mean- When they're harvesting all the hearts, and they find out there's a baby one, and it starts fucking 
running out, ripping everybody Suffocated up. itself on the uh, umbilical cord. Oh, well, see ya. You're right, eating. Leatherback is the big giant one that really starts fucking everybody up is what it looks like. And then the one that we like that uh, goes flapping through the, uh, the bit is Otachi. Otachi is the one that uh, goes flying around. Oh, man. Incredibly well-designed monsters. They're great. And um, as I said, there's a little bit too much humans doing things in about 30 minutes in the middle, but there's enough shtick going on there. And whatever the guy is, he's in everything. That's like the British spastic professor that's uh, Charlie Day's fucking uh, counterpart. Burn Gorman. Yeah, okay. Gottlieb. Burn Gorman? Yeah. He's in a lot of shit. He's great. Like, everybody knows exactly, like, they are exactly what they need to be in the movie. And that is, get us to the point where you're dropping and God bless Guillermo del Toro to, 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 to put the helicopters where they have to pick the fucking thing up and then deliver it, just drop it into the ocean. I just remember watching that and blood rushing to my cock. I don't know what that is. It, I thought it was, again, I always say this, but it's like Pam Anderson in the nineties, those fucking things getting dropped into the water, getting ready to square off with the big Kaiju. I'm like, Oh God, just fucking give this to me. <laughs> give it to me. Wash it into my fucking, I wanted to choke my contact lenses in this goddamn movie. I was getting the blood rush whenever they did the, um, plasma cannon when that thing started loading yeah, yeah, up. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, like, Oh no, I'm going right, shoot him in the gut. You're getting fucked up. Like you're, you're going to get destroyed here. Cause this is a plasma cannon coming right at you. Mm. Slattern, by the way, when it comes to sheer size and strength, Slattern is the king of the kaiju. Armored hide, three deadly spike tails, extending chest spike, earth soaking, building, crushing sonic roar. This kaiju is a terrifyingly huge prospect, even a nuclear payload that destroys Striker Eureka uh, and kills Scunner isn't enough to stop Slattern. It takes a second nuclear blast to fell the beast. Um, yeah, don't watch the second one. Really? Nah, you'll be bummed. I mean, you're kind of dumb, so I mean, maybe you'll like it more than me. But I, it was, it was such a fucking bummer. They turned it into um, Transformers, basically, is what they turned it oh. into. So, but they did such a great job, also, toward the sheer size of the fucking robots when they're, I, they're like walking in the fucking water. Everything looks big and heavy and kind of almost World War Two like. The um, the big. I I obviously don't want to stay there, but. In the in the big holding house for all the robots, where they're all standing up and getting worked on. I think it's the is it the Thunderdome? I think or the Shatterdome. Shatterdome. Oh I'm, man, I'm, <laughs> we might have to change the name of the fortress. <laughs> Welcome to the Shatterdome. Of course, it's called the Shatterdome. How'd they get Idris Elba for that movie? I mean, maybe he wasn't as big of a star back then. I guess that's possible. Twenty thirteen. The edge of all hope. What is that? Pull up that speech. We need to hear that. God's sake, stop fucking around. <laughs> Sitting over there playing grab ass with yourself. I see you pulling on your pud. We don't have the Idris Elba speech over there, and you're pulling, all, you're just yanking away on your pud. All right, again, quick plug. Uh, the fastest hour in radio is uh, tonight. You can watch live at 7 p.m. If you are a Facebook supporter slash subscriber, go become that. It's very cheap. Get all the free uh, video, all the back catalog, and you can watch live whenever we go live. That'll be me and Goat tonight doing the fastest hour in radio. And tonight we will announce the bonus episode for next week, which I think you guys are, uh, well, small portion of the audience. Uh, Hot Man Ted will be very excited. I don't know the rest of you. I think the tube will be very excited, but uh, the rest of you might not be as inclined. Well, we'll get to that. Did you, uh, were you able to find it? I think I have it here. All right, let's, uh, this is Idris Elba. They're, they're getting ready for the final showdown, like the two Class 4s or whatever have come through the rift, and they're going to go out there and, uh, and slug it out. Gotcha. I mean, this sounds very Pacific Rim. 
Javi, the suits also. Which suits? The 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 one that Idris Elba. Oh, there he is. Yeah. Do you know how bad Hobbs and Shaw is, bro? <laughs> Have you ever watched fucking Hobbs and Shaw? How did he agree to be in that movie? Remember being tight. Alright, here he comes. Getting back into that Jaeger will kill you. Get out of here. Fuck off. Not getting into one will kill us all. God damn, dude. He shut her up, didn't he? <laughs> you are a brave girl. I'm so lucky to have seen you grow. But now I gotta go out and bitch slap these knife this. heads. <laughs> I need you to protect me. Can you do that? I like that we're just sitting here watching Pacific Rim on it's the show. <laughs> Think people are happy? No. People Everyone! Oh yeah, here we go. Listen up! Dude, I'm gonna go attack the coffee shop downstairs. <laughs> Here it is. Today. 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 At the edge of our hope. At the edge of our hope. Oh, man. At the end of our time. Oh, Dude, I'm getting goosebumps. We have chosen not only to believe in ourselves, but in each other. Other. Today, there's not a man nor woman in here that shall stand alone. Unless they like the Batman. Not today. Today we face the monsters that are at our door. Literally, by the way. And bring the fight to them. Today we are canceling the apocalypse. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Fuck it, A. You know how much better that was than Morpheus's speech in Matrix Reloaded? This is Zion, and we are not a... Oh, really? Really? God, I completely forgot that movie existed. Unless Neo makes that fucking deal with the architect, Zion gonna be real afraid when them squiddies come in there and stick a tentacle up your ass, Morpheus. Jesus Christ. I'd see Morpheus getting a giant robot, go out there and slug it out with them things. Fucking pussy. He just keeps talking about a prophecy, fucking sitting there gaining weight. <laughs> I'll be in here gaining weight and talking about the prophecy. And does he have a plan for 200 sentinels? Well, apparently your plan is all you can eat french fries at the Red Robin. Oh, God. Taking a beating. Well, Andrew Zelba's yoked as fuck. You notice that, right? Oh, yeah. Bro, go watch Hobbs and Shaw and then wonder how they still make movies. Go watch Hobbs and Shaw and say how The Rock actually says to Jason Statham in that movie, I'm going to put my boot so far up your ass you'll be tasting shoelaces for a month. He actually says that to him. Oh, that's not, that's not very clever. No. It isn't. It's fucking terrible. Um, Tor, I need you to do me a favor. Okay. You see that uh, stack of chairs right there? Uh-huh. You see that shelf that's behind the stack of chairs? Yep. Go over there, and then on the top shelf behind that stack of chairs on the shelf, there's something there. Okay. I want you to just go ahead and take a look. Gotcha. Grab that and bring that back over here. All right, Tor's gotten up. He's back in the sweatpants. By the way, these are the loosest sweatpants I've ever seen him wear. I have not seen him in dungarees since the bed is over, just so you know. <laughs> cool. Well, I figure cool. we can at least talk about that. We can wrap up the show talking about that, can't we? Cool. Fucking <laughs> a. Cool. What uh? What do you got there? I. <laughs> cool. 
cool. <clears throat> Why didn't you tell me that these were it? <laughs> I wanted to surprise you. Holy fuck. You know I like to surprise you on the show. Oh, this kicks ass. Uh, what are you holding in your hand there, Gigantor? Uh, I am holding something incredibly valuable. It's uh, uh, I think it's one of, what does we say, 10? I think one of 10. Uh, 10 or 11. Actually, I can pull it up. I can pull it up. Got it. I mean, they just... Cool. Yeah. I mean, cool. this is mine. I don't care if it... Yeah, well, I, I, I got to order another one if you're just keeping that thing. I, I got to earn it. Never mind. You might win it. We'll see. You were up for a couple of them. Uh, you for a couple of them. Um, I'm holding a... Uh, cool. A, I'm holding a ghoul. You certainly are. Cool. You're the first person not named Shoot to hold a ghoul. And if you're wondering what a ghoul is... um. Cool. It's an award. Certainly is. A coveted award. For the cool. Chad Duke Show, not free FME's 2022. That's right. Cool. Cool. Uh, this is still, it probably isn't smart to announce this now, considering how much we have in between. I mean, I've got the, uh, the four-year anniversary of Commonwealth Dry Goods. Uh-oh. Tour's giant calendar alert. Tour's giant calendar We got the pancake dinner. Tour's giant calendar alert. We got the hoot nanny coming up. Yeah, we got a lot here. We got the year anniversary CD that we're releasing, but the awards came in. I cannot, I couldn't keep it in my pants. I know you'd be excited too. Um, we are going to do for not our next CD exclusive episode. Our next CD exclusive episode will be available at a Flying Ace Farm at the Pancake Dinner. It is the best of the first year. We will be releasing the track listing for that in the very near future. But put this, stick this away in your coffers, file this away. We're going to be doing our first award show of all time in the history of the Chad Duke Show. I'm very excited. They are going to be the Chad Duke Show, not free FMEs. <laughs> It's great. Cool. And of course, the award is called uh, the Ghoul. Instead of the Oscar or the uh, what? The, the Grammy. Grammy. What was the MTV? Was it Spaceman? Was no, the MTV? No Golden Globes. No Golden that. Globes. No that ham and egg and shit. You win a Ghoul. Um, <laughs> I am going to announce the categories now, Tor. Okay. All right. I'm not going to announce who's in the categories, but I feel like this is something the audience. This is something the audience will respond to. And by the way, feel free to speculate online. I'm going to go from the top to the bottom. You ready? Yep. Most generous. Biggest drunk. Sixth man of the year. Clearly doesn't like the show anymore. Forgot about that one. Biggest potential problem. <laughs> biggest schnerer. Vacation MVP, Vacation LVP, Athletic MVP, Athletic LVP, and the reddest face. <laughs> That's right, Rip Dips. That is right. You tell him. Tor, the prestige uh, that we're talking about here, if you are a winner, of one of the first 10 or 11, I haven't counted it up. Cool. Chad Duke show ghouls. Can you imagine the credibility you're going to have moving forward with this show and the audience? Uh, if you're lucky enough to capture one of those awards. Well, 
There might be a couple of awards where you might not want to capture hey, one. Hey, look, it doesn't say that on the ghoul. It no, doesn't say what you want it for. It just says. <laughs> what does it say? The Chad Duke Show, not free of Emmys, 2022. <laughs> but I'll know who won. You certainly will. And they'll know. I would display it proudly whether or not, uh, you know. If I win athletic LVP, it's not all that flattering. But what I'm saying is that. You know, your friends and family won't know. You just say, hey, there's this really popular show, and I won an award from them. Right. I think Biggest Schnurrer is the uh, the category, or Reddest Face is the category that I'm most interested in. Although Vacation LVP has caused a lot of problems already. Because a couple of people have been made aware that they were nominated for Vacation LVP, and they seemed really, really upset. <laughs> I'm excited for Biggest Drunk. Because well, there's some, some heavy hitters there. There are. And I'm looking at Biggest Drunk, and I don't know how your name is not on that list. I'm not that, on it? That's all I'm going to say. Yes, you are not on the list. You are not nominated for Biggest Drunk. Who will? I got to come over there and look at that. Who is well, hold on. on. Hey, 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 hey. What? Hey. Now we're already having problems. Who are the nominees for that? You okayed all these nominees. We did them together. I need you to send me that file or whatever that is on right to see those nominees. Shall over I me. announce the biggest drunk? Just uh, please, at least for me. Just the contestants. Just, just yeah, just the we, nominees. We won't, this will be the only one we do today. This is big news. And look, we're still figuring out. This might be in front of an audience. This might be here in the studio, but it is going to be a CD exclusive episode. The nominees for biggest drunk of the Chad Duke Show. And by the way, this isn't in one year. This is in history. You ready? Yeah. Money Monk. Okay. Neil from Grand Slam Barbecue. Ooh, Otis the Drunk, yep. Chad Dukes. Oh, yeah, definitely. King Dingling. <sighs> Giuseppe Pizzo. Oh, shit. Giuseppe Pizzo. <laughs> this rocks. Come on, who are you going to say that shouldn't be involved in that? Here he comes. <laughs> It's the Hibachi. Oh, zero. I don't bet on sports, but I like betting on the Oscars. Uh, oh, God. I don't bet on sports, but I like betting on the Oscars. Who would you take off that list to put yourself on? I've never seen somebody get so many Ubers out of the studio. It's a great point. Or, or have his parents pick him up more. It's a great point. I am willing to, if you would like to be put on, I am willing to... Uh, withdraw my name from consideration. That that I, and I don't want to ruin the surprise. That is the only award that I am up for. Uh mm, no, I can't take you off for that. We had a committee. I've never pissed on a bonfire in front of. Uh, I'm not proud of that award. If I win that award, I will not take any pride in it. I would. I would love to have. I mean, I would love to just for my. Uh, you know, I'm a big Halloween ghoul. fan. I would yeah. love to be the owner of a ghoul, but uh, I. I don't. I would. Not, I don't want to win that award. God, Dotson's such a drunk. He's a fucking drunk. Now, let me count how many you're up for. You ready? Yeah. Um, let's see here. One, two, three, three. Okay. You're up for three ghouls. That's not bad. Ghoul. Cool. It's not bad at all. Hopefully, I can take one home. I think Ant-Man might be up for ten ghouls. I think he's in almost every category. There's one good one that he's not up for. He's not up for athletic MVP. <laughs> <laughs> the one you don't want to win 
is biggest schnurrer because that goes to your character. Like you could be an LVP of the vacation or an LVP of athleticism. You can even be the biggest drunk. You don't want to win biggest schnurrer because that I'll let people that aren't Italian look up what that word means. But uh, that really is going to call into question your ethics and your generosity with your friends. Do you want to know who's up for biggest schnurrer, or should I hold on to that? Let's hold on to that one, I think. That's a big one. I'm looking at the list, right? Oh, I'm sorry, Tor, you're up for four. Oh, yeah. Oh, trust me. I got some receipts. Oh, boy. I got a... Uh... <laughs> this list is so great. All right. that's uh, we, we, let's, I, I dare not expose any more about this. This is down the line. We've got a lot of stuff we have to do. But I, I, I've never been more excited for a CD-exclusive episode than for the Not Free FMEs. Yeah, and for those that were wondering what the next CD is. Well, the next CD is the year anniversary, the, the best of the yeah. year, which will be available at the end. That's why I didn't want to announce this first, because I think that the, the excitement around this is going to be so big that it obfuscates the best of the first year. Yeah, but the best of the first year. It's a hell of a track listing. It's, it's fucking fabulous, the, the the track listing we put together. And I, but while we're talking about it, Tor, just real quick, should we release the track listing or should it be a surprise for people? Oh. Because that's a tough call. Because I think either one there's an argument for. I'd like to surprise people, but I also think that uh, to build anticipation of some of I think some people will recognize a lot of those tracks and they'll be happy they're on there. You look at you looking at it right now. I'm reading through the track listing now here. Oh, great. That one. <laughs> There's some fucking good ones in there. Much more solid than anything that came out of your butt on Monday. Woo boy. Boy. Uh, bonus episodes tonight, Fast Sour and Radio. Become a Facebook subscriber and you can watch. Uh what else? Oh, uh, sponsors. We're still looking for daily sponsors. You go to uh, Chad Duke. Show. I'm going to go ahead and say John Page is the sponsor again of today's show. Okay. Because he put in more than he needed to, like he always does, to become the sponsor of the show that he did last week. But uh, 100 bucks. go to ChadDukeShow.com, click that Donate tab. You can become the sponsor of the show on a daily basis. Anything else? MonksBBQ on Instagram and Twitter. And MonksQ.com for their menu. Delicious. Best barbecue in Virginia. Monks Percival. Uh, go out there and check it out ASAP. Anything else? We didn't get to ask you today. Uh, we got plenty left for the week. We do? Yeah. Because we're going a full Thursday oh, show. that's right. And a full Friday show. Friday show, we'll get to some ass shoots. So voicemails, emails, all that shit. Well, we have a BMI this week. I'll text Giuseppe right now. Text Giuseppe and see if we can figure that out. Uh, thank you to Eric for being our audience today and stopping by with the bagels. Thank you to all of you for subscribing. We greatly appreciate you. Make sure you go to Chad Duke Show Gaming on Facebook and sign up. I'll be live on Thursday playing some Elden Ring. Roll out the trash cans. You know what I always say? Time to that offensive you. Ten out to fucking you.